You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Emma. Dearly beloved friends, we gather here in this time of man's great innocence. Innocence? Innocence? No? Alright everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for Emma, and the story is as follows. Emma Woodhouse, handsome, clever, and rich, meddles in the romantic affairs of her friends and loved ones. The film is starring Anya Taylor-Joy, Johnny Flynn, Bill Nighy, um, a lot of other people, Mia Goff, Miranda Hart, Josh O'Connor, Callum Turner, Rupert Graves, Gemma Whalen. Uh, it's a pretty pretty good cast here. Uh, it is directed by Autumn DeWilde and written by Eleanor Catton. Joining me for this podcast review, I have a guest with me today. Coming back to the podcast, I believe, for the second time, actually, is Rosa Power from In Their Own League. Rosa, how are you today? Hello, everybody. Um, I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Matt, for having me back. No, 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 no. Let me stop you right there. Thank you. (laughs) Because... Sometimes when we do the podcast schedule, things can get a little crazy, and it's really, really hard to fit in everything that you want to do. And it was between this movie and The Call of the Wild, or not reviewing this movie at all, because it would come into conflict with some other releases uh, coming out later. And that's when most of the people on my team would have had a chance to see it. So it opened up in limited release this weekend. Some of us have had the opportunity to already see it. I mean, I saw it like weeks ago, actually, at this point. But, you know, it's one of those things where I didn't really have anyone available. So, Rosa, thank you first and foremost when I asked if somebody would guest on the show. Thank you for stepping up and uh, coming back. It's really, really lovely to have you. Oh, no, thank you for allowing me to come back. Um, Yeah, I just saw this movie last night. Um, I've been wanting to watch it. Just like you said, it's on limited release. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, this was one of those movies where the trailer dropped uh, a few months ago, and I immediately looked at it and said to myself, oh, this will be like a first quarter release that will be worth checking out. Period, costume, drama slash comedy, uh, based on a well-known property from Jane Austen, and has been adapted actually a couple of times, both for television and for the screen, most famously the loose adaptation known as Clueless with Alicia Silverstone, mm-hmm. which I'm sure a lot of people have seen. Uh, and then there was actually uh, Emma a year later in 1996 starring Gwyneth Paltrow, which got talked about a lot um, over the last couple of months, actually, because uh, that was the last time a uh, female composer 
uh, won an Oscar, uh, Rachel Portman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when Hildur was winning like the Oscars for Joker and such, uh, th- that movie kept getting mentioned over and over again. Um, I'm ashamed to say that I did not get a chance to rewatch any of those movies prior to my screening of Emma with... Um, I, I Have you seen this movie get spelled, by the way, with like a period on the end of it? No. Is that like official? Oh, because oh, I've seen that a couple of places where um, maybe to distinguish it from... Uh, the last one, yeah. they're writing it like um, like the way they did like Mother, where it had the exclamation point on the uh-huh. end. This movie is Emma with a dot, with a, a period dot. Okay. Uh, after the A. So I don't know. Just, uh-huh. yeah. No, I did notice that they all, the letters are all capitalized, but I do not take a look at the period. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that's like official or what the deal is with that. So if somebody can like clarify that for me, that'd be fantastic. Because I don't know if I am supposed to call this like, Emma, because, you know, period. Uh, (laughs) End end of statement. (laughs) Or if I'm supposed to just be like Emma, period, Emma dot, I I don't know. But anyway, this is Emma 2020. (laughs) Right, there we go. (laughs) Starring Anya Taylor-Joy as we've never seen her before. And we'll get into that in a little bit here. But uh, I guess, Rosa, from your uh, point of view, first and foremost, um, are you fam- were you familiar with this story prior to seeing uh, Emma period dot 2020? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, um, you know, uh, without those prior um, watches, uh, what did you think of it in the end anyway? Right. Um, I'm coming at this completely uh, blank. I have not seen the previous Emma with Gwyneth Paltrow. I have not seen any of the previous adaptations or television shows. I have seen Clueless. Um, and I, this film, I enjoyed it. I liked it for what it is. Uh, I did have some issues with it. But what stood out to me the most from this movie, um, sadly not necessarily the story, it was more of the costumes and the production design. And it was just beautiful and gorgeous to just to sit there and look at it um I just wanted I'm not kidding you I wanted to get out of my seat and walk straight to that um screen and then just jump in there and just go in there for a little bit and wander around it's just a gorgeous and beautiful film to um to watch the the little issues I had with the film I to me <laughs> some of the jokes did not land as, as, yeah. as they tried to, I uh, had some issues with that. And then I did not get into the film probably until second act or halfway through the second act. The, it, it was, Same. It, yes. Yes. It, it took a little while for it to reel me in. I was a bit trying to get the hang of all these characters. Again, I'm not familiar with any of them. So it probably was a bit more um not difficult, but it, it took a little longer probably for me since I'm not familiar with anybody in the um, in the movie. So, yeah, it was probably until the second act when I'm like, okay, this person is this, and this is this, and this is what's going on. And But I do admit that the moment they did grab me, they did not let me go. So, overall, I just thought it was a very well-done film, visually gorgeous and stunning. And I, I liked it. I, did, I had a good time with it. Hard same. <laughs> I I struggled with this movie for the first 30 minutes or so. Okay, yeah. And that's usually a long time for me. Like 15 minutes, you know, I can 
sort of get into it, but I, I was thinking initially, like, this screenplay is not doing a good job of setting up exactly what the driving force of the narrative is. Right. Um, I don't know why I'm watching the movie, ultimately. Um, it took me a little bit, and I have to admit, while I understood the premise of the movie, right, mm-hmm. a character who um, gets involved in uh, her friends and loved ones, um, you know, romantic uh, affairs and then you know starts doing playing matchmaker with everybody and along the way she has to confront her own uh, personal issues with that. I, I I knew that heading in and I remembered that from Clueless because I saw Clueless when I was younger. I believe that was a favorite of my sister's at the time and that's how I saw it. But I, I haven't seen it years since then and it's funny because it's gained like an esteem uh, over the years and it's like, you know, it's highly regarded still to this day. So I think it's definitely worth a rewatch at some point down the line. Um, I definitely want to uh, check it out again. Mm-hmm. But Watching this, um, I immediately thought of a couple of different things. Uh, One was that I really, really thought that the humor of the movie was skewing too hard towards favorite territory. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes. And I I almost felt like it was instead of trying to be its own thing, like I really found that there was like a deliberate attempt to recapture some of that. I, I don't know if that's like because just that movie's influence maybe or what it is. But I even got that vibe from the trailer when it initially dropped. I remember thinking, oh, this looks like a lot like it's trying to be the favorite all over again, which when I saw that felt very unique, original. It really, really stood out with its wicked, vicious humor and uh, quips of dialogue. And this felt like it was trying to capture that all over again. But just like you said, the jokes weren't landing. So it was really, really poor, I thought. You know, you have the uh, uh, the one character, Mr. Elton, played mm-hmm. by uh, Josh O'Connor. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought that he was bumbling and goofy, and I didn't find any of his shtick to actually be funny. Mm-hmm. And you get that scene in the church in the beginning, and Bill Nye, he's going on about, like, innocence and, and this and that. Like, that's a you know moment from the trailer. But it, it wasn't landing for me. I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't really getting any anything from it. Um, I will admit that Bill Nighy's uh, humor did start to, uh, you know, w- I warmed up to it by the end, you know, when he's complaining about, like, the draft in the room and he's got, like, this pompous <laughs> entitlement humor about himself. Um, I, I really I, – and that's kind of, like, how I felt like, with the whole movie. By the end, I found myself extremely invested in what I was watching – because of two reasons. Um, one is the cast. I think they all bring their A game to this one. I really, really do. I don't think anyone in this cast is actually bad. And another uh, aspect of it is kind of picking, backing off of that. Anya Taylor-Joy is mm-hmm. just sensationally good in this. Yes. I mean, I thought she was flat out phenomenal. And part of that is because of expectation. Um, we've never seen her do a role like this before. We've never seen her in this genre before, actually. And she rose to the occasion and showed us once again what a very talented young actress she is by going from where she's had her bread and butter lately, you know, the horror genre, mm-hmm. and moving over to uh, a period piece and fitting in rather comfortably into this world. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. She was phenomenal. Um, she, I couldn't take my eyes off her. She was just, it's just oozing with, with charm and just, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. She was phenomenal in this movie. 
Yeah, there was like a degree of like uh, charisma about her yes. that just kept the pace of the movie going at all times. And those moments where she shows that a bit of vulnerability and her character begins to crack a little bit because in the end she uh, gets called out on her bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, to put it bluntly, mm-hmm. by um, uh, by George Knightley, played by Johnny Flynn in this, uh, who some people might remember from an indie film called Beast uh, two years ago. And I, I, I have to say, like, that's where the movie started to make, like, a turning point for me where um, when Emma – started to realize that the things that she was doing were, was wrong and she was hurting her best friend, Harriet, played by Mia Goff and stuff. Uh, that's where the drama, uh, like, I got really, really sucked in all of a sudden. Right. And it was because despite an initially unlikable character in Emma Woodhouse, I actually was starting to really come to like her right. uh, by the end of this movie and really, really care about who was going to actually end up marrying who. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely agree with you. Yes, I was invested at the end of this film. But I I don't know. It's it was just like you said, to to have such an unlikable character and just at the end, yeah, it keeps you guessing like what's gonna happen. So I mean, especially for me, because I have no idea what's <laughs> I haven't seen previous adaptations. So yeah, I was invested and I, I did care about <laughs> fuck this character I don't know why and I think a lot has to do I'm a sucker for period pieces and I'm also a sucker for a really good romance film and the romance in this movie it just sucked me in and a lot has to do with her chemistry with um Johnny Flynn who played George Knightley it was just oh my god their their chemistry was on point and well they've known each other for a long time Mm -hmm. and He's able to really, I, I think, match her wit for wit. Right. And I think that's where you just see that these two are just very compatible with one another. Now, the question is just, you know, I, I mean, there's a one scene where he uh, runs across like an entire field without a carriage to basically <laughs> get to her in time and tell her like how he feels and everything. And yeah. you know, it's moments like that where I'm just like, go, go. Yeah, yes, yes. Yes. Tell her how you feel, you know? <laughs> yeah. Love it. I absolutely loved it. Um, and part of it is based on their history, their um, friendship right. that has blossomed into something more as time has gone on. Um, some of it's also, I think, just rooted in the fact that even though she's playing these games with people, creating these spider webs that are getting always tangled up and such, um, I think that he just knows her for the good person that she really is deep at heart. And I like that, like, you know, despite her flaws, he recognizes her for the good qualities in her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I think that's very sweet. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And um, I've never felt so much in a dance. <laughs> Yo, that, that dance. scene. Yes. Right? <laughs> that might have been the best scene in the whole movie, actually, Probably. I think. Probably, yes. It's such like, I don't know, a provocative. I don't even know how to describe it. I've never felt so much. Well, all the characters are together in one spot. I think that's what also helps. And then you have, um, you know, the world of high society and everybody has to be proper with their etiquette and such. And there's all this like subtext in everybody's actions. And then on top of that, the glances they're giving each other and nobody's saying exactly what they mean, you know? So the idea of asking somebody to dance is just like this monumental thing <laughs> you know for everybody oh yes. uh, yeah I, I agree i thought that was i thought it was well shot um i really really liked 
um, how the action uh, of all the characters, like everybody, like, like that's the point in the movie where I started saying to myself, I, I don't know where, I don't know who's going to end up with who, you know, at a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Because everybody was just mixing and matching. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, the dancing, I probably have to agree with you. It's probably the best scene of, of the entire film. I'm pretty sure it, it like you said, it's just the, the, the properties and the class and everything. And a lot has to do with the costumes. And it's, oh my God, these costumes. Costumes in this are great. <laughs> they are gorgeous and they're so beautiful and so detailed. And it's especially when you have um the character when you have Emma and you have Harriet like side by side and you can just the detail on the costumes you can automatically tell who's um richer who's of a higher class and and it's just oh my god these costumes they're just gorgeous it, it, this film is probably one of the reasons why I'm a sucker for period pieces because. <laughs> Yeah, the, the costumes and the production design. I certainly think that this is a movie that I'm going to have to watch again to, to catch on other details I may have missed, either on costumes and production design and such. But, yeah, I, I cannot speak highly enough of what these costumes and the production design did for this movie. And I also want to uh, call out Christopher uh, Blavelt the cinematographer on this movie mm, because yes. I've seen him do um, movies with uh, Kelly Reichardt before and um, I think he did Indignation if I remember correctly as well. Um, but this I think is by far his most beautiful looking film and it took me a little while to warm up to the visual look of this movie but mm-hmm. eventually I started to really, really just appreciate how well composed the shots were and um, just really uh, the symmetry of all the shots. And, you know, like, like I said, I, I just thought there was a lot going on here that eventually at a certain point, I kind of just said to myself, all right, this is clearly a February release film. It's not an awards film or anything like that. But damn it, does it stand out a lot more than a lot of the other stuff I'm seeing right now in theaters? <laughs> yeah, 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 very true. Yeah, at the beginning, I was getting this like Wes Anderson kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. This is this if Wes movie. Anderson did a 1800s uh, English uh, period piece, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, I think I'm more impressed and and with the costume design the costumes and the um and the production design and you said it was it's directed by autumn de wild this is her first feature yeah which um i I was impressed by when you consider Uh that there's just so many elements that get um juggled in this from the costuming the cinematography the score which i I like the score in this too the score was light and very nice at times um and then, of course, you have, you know, jug- like I said, juggling all these different types of performances here uh, with this ensemble and, of course, this mm-hmm. central leading performance. Um, I-, I don't think it's going to be one of the best directorial debuts I'll see this year, but I thought it was a strong, solid effort that's only brought down, like I said, by some uh, screenwriting difficulties that I found uh, within the first act. Right. Right. Oh, 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 and um, I have to mention uh, Miranda Hart as Miss Bates in this. Oh, uh, maybe yes. my <laughs> second favorite performance in the movie behind uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Okay. 
yeah, I she did steal everything she was in. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And then of course there's that uh, famous scene where it's like this character who means so well, so well intentioned. She doesn't mean mm-hmm. to be coming off the way that she's coming off to everybody. Um, yeah, which she's kind of like just this talkative, <laughs> nagging type. Um, yeah. What, what is it they, they say? Like uh, she has like trivial speech essentially like it like it's like i think of like mean girls word vomit <laughs> just like, word vomit <laughs> it just comes right out um yeah. but that scene where emma kind of just snaps at her um and throws like an insult towards her I, I i i thought miranda hart did a really 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 excellent job of uh earning the audience's sympathy in that moment and displaying um such hurtfulness uh, that I, I just wanted to run up and just give her, like, this giant hug. <laughs> a hug, yeah. <laughs> I felt Absolutely. awful. Yeah, me too. And and then probably the follow-up scene I and how she, she reacts to, to Emma. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, after what you've been through, you still, you're so kind. Yeah, she, I mean, I'm more of a... a, a she was probably like the personified social media. <laughs> She's just like <laughs> gossiping everything. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I agree with you. She, yeah, she was, her performance was, was very good as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So final thoughts, great out of 10 mm-hmm. Oscar potential. Um, Rosa, do you have any final thoughts on Emma? Anything that we didn't talk about? Um, let me see. Or something you maybe want to reiterate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I do. I think I said everything I wanted to um, point out. Overall, it's just, a, for me, it was a decent film. Um, like I said, I do want to watch it again just to, to see if I missed any details or so with like, the costumes and the hair pieces and all these awesome things. Um, but for me, it's a solid 7 <laughs> out of 10. Yeah. Um, the the beginning, the first act, and the beginning of the second act kind of took away points for me, and then some of the jokes didn't didn't work for me either. So um, that's why I think for me it's a solid seven, seven out of ten. And I'm in a similar boat actually. I too am giving this a seven out of ten <laughs> as well. Nice. Originally, believe it or not, like originally I was at a six, but oh. uh, when I was just thinking about the movie and stuff, and I was like taking it in as a whole uh, and, I, and I just said you know yeah this is this is some good stuff right now especially like I said before at this time of year mm-hmm. and, and there's still like some elements of it that I I know that since we're novices to probably uh, this story uh, there are some other experts out there I'm thinking of um, our very own friend Nicole Ackman um, mm-hmm. who is an expert on Jane Austen. I'm sure that for her, this is like, you know, the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, hey, look, you know, for those out there that um, aren't aware of this story or maybe, I don't know, one of my friends was being, uh, quote unquote, dragged to this by his girlfriend for uh, a date night from what I, from what I was told. I need to follow up. I need to, I need to know what they thought. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of it. But, you know, yeah. I'm sure there are some people who will check it out and not know and maybe be a little, uh, little. I don't want to say lost is the word. It just takes a little while to get going. That's all. Right, yeah. But once it gets going, 
I think there are a number of really, really, really great scenes in the uh, second half that really, really tie this all together and make this an experience well worth uh, watching. And of course, like like I said before, Anya Taylor-Joy is just such a, oh God, oh God, I was going to, oh no, I, okay, I'll say it, I'll say it. Anya Taylor-Joy is a joy. Oh God. It just rolled off the tongue. <laughs> yes, it forcibly rolled off. Oh, <laughs> oh the puns. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, Rosa, uh, you know, yeah. biggest question I think of all with something like this, you know, this is the kind of movie that uh, typically gets an Oscar nomination for costume design. Uh, we just saw Little Women win last year um, for that exact category. So the question on my mind is, do you see Emma possibly making it all the way through to the end of the year, uh, landing a costume design nomination? Because I really don't think that it has a chance at anything else, personally. Um, yeah, I agree with you. If anything, it will be costume design. Ugh, I don't know. I mean, for now, I'm probably going to say no. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a big of a film for it to do it. Probably like Black Panther did. Uh, and that was also released on a similar date. But, you know, I'm going to say no. I don't think it has any chances at all. I, I, I'll go with... Uh, I'll go with maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, because, uh, you know, you never know how the field might shake out. I mean, if it's a strong year, the answer is no. But yeah. if it's a weak year and, you know, the Academy is struggling to find uh, nominees, uh, it could. Because I think about like like last year, um, how the costume design uh, nominees and just the, the nominations in general were only spread out amongst a certain number of uh, films. And this year, because the voting window is not going to be as condensed as it was last time, um, that will hopefully open up uh, members of the Academy's eyes to other movies and we'll be able to get uh, more unique and interesting left field picks that you wouldn't necessarily consider to be, quote unquote, expected, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think this could fit that bill in that regard then. Oh, I see. Okay. But I, I really, I really, but I, I like you. I am leaning towards no for now because, <laughs> yeah, because <yeah. laughs> it's just, it's just so early in the year. It's just so, so early. early. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the movie is being positively received overall. It's got like high eighties on Rotten Tomatoes right now, uh, and mm -hmm. you know most people I've spoken to have liked it. It's not, I don't think, enthusiastic praise like best of the year or anything like that. But you right. could do a lot worse. Yeah. Currently, right now, at your local multiplex. <laughs> <laughs> very true are you gonna watch um the one uh the one with harrison ford i for completely forgot the name of the film um i missed my screening for the call of the wild uh and as a result i don't know when i will see it now oh, just okay. like i'm not in a rush right uh okay. and my schedule is just always so packed as is and always so regimented and organized that uh to make time to go i'm just like yeah yeah. I'll wait for the Disney yeah. Plus stream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I agree with you. This is probably one of the best films that's on um, in the theaters at the moment. And I mean, I was, <clears throat> I'm not going to go off too tangent, but I wasn't the biggest fan of Sonic. 
Okay. At the end of my review, I said I would have given anything to have one of those gold rings and transport myself into another planet while watching the film. <laughs> and at the end of my tweet with this one, I said this is the world I would have wanted to be transported into with that gold ring. So there you go. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Rosa, uh, thank you so much once again for joining me here today for this review. Without you, we wouldn't have had a show today, so that really means a lot. Tell everyone that's listening right now where they can find you on the internet. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for having me back. Um, I'm on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rosa's Reviews. Um, you can also find my work over at In Their Own League, um, which is also in their own league at, uh, In Their Own League.com can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, in their own league. All right. Awesome. Sounds great. And you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our review of Emma here on the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.